can't decide if I'm on or not on. No, now. Okay, great. Hey, I've got good news. Christmas Day is 19 days away. We are that close, 19 days. You've been counting them down. You have one of those countdown calendar things at your house. Uh, 19 days to Christmas. Everybody figured out how to do Christmas shopping this year? You spent a lot of time online. Uh, Is the Amazon van visiting your house every day, multiple times a day? Like he is at my house, over and over, more deliveries, more things to drop off. I I actually went out into the wild Friday and Saturday and shopped like a store, like getting in touch with my primitive roots, right? My hunter-gatherer type roots. I I got out in store with real people, real humans, and shopped. It's weird. I don't know how long it's been since you've done that, but uh, it's weird being out in the wild shopping uh, these days. But I I had to go out because, good news, uh, my youngest nephew is turning six tomorrow. Good news. Matter of fact, here's a picture of the little guy. That's him. Oh, right. See, looks, he looks like his uncle, right? Yeah, Ryan is six. He's named after me. My middle name is Ryan. My baby sister named Ryan after me. So we're going to go have a big party next Saturday. We're actually a small party. People are going to drive by, you know, because it's 2020. But uh, Ryan is turning six years old. Good news happening in our house. More good news. We have Santa Picks today. This is Santa Pick Sunday. Only comes around once a year. Some of you are dressed up a little nicer than normal. That's good news, right? That, you're, that you look nice for a change. It's good that you're ready for pictures. Uh, that's happening right after the service today out back. That's going to be Awesome. More good news. We've got people joining us online this morning. Uh, not able to be here in person, but they are still a part of our worship service, part of our church, part of what we're doing. They're joining us on their television or their computer or their laptop or their phone, and we are so glad they are a part of our worship service today. More good news. Uh, tonight, from 7 to 8 p.m., you can not only see the fantastic Journey Christmas Light Show out front. But from 7 to 8, if you come, we're going to be serving hot chocolate and candy cane. So you don't have to get out of your car. You're going to drive through. We're going to bring you hot chocolate, candy cane. You can hang out. You can leave if you want after, after that. You, you can stay around. You can sit in your car, watch the show. You can bring a chair and a blanket and a jacket and hang out out front. Whatever you want to do. That's tonight. Full of good news today. I got some other good news. This year, little Debbie came out with a big pack. Have you seen this? 73 of you tagged me on Facebook about this. I don't know what that says. The big pack, if you have not seen these, they are ginormous. They're like almost twice the size of the old little Debbie cake. We needed this in 2020, right? We deserved this in 2020. There's good news. There's lots of good things that are happening. Some personal good news. Uh, I, I, I know you don't come here to hear about my personal life, 
or maybe you do. I, I, I don't know. But a little bit about my personal life. My oldest daughter is graduating from college on Friday. Good news. Yeah, right? Good news. Uh, the Richards over there, their youngest daughter graduated from college yesterday. Yeah, from nursing school. This is my, uh, my daughter, Callie. Most of you know her. She's so beautiful. Fortunately, she looks like her mother. We're glad for that. She's graduating college on Friday. Good news. Um, don't know how it's going to affect our checkbook yet, but we're hoping there's good news in that area as well. Scott and Sean are nodding really big over there. Yeah. Now, now sometimes with good news, you kind of have to look past bad news and keep focused on the good news. Uh, we found out 48 hours ago, we found out on Friday that we're not going to get to go to the graduation in person. You know, 2020, all that stuff. They, they, had, they had given us four tickets. Our immediate family was going to get to go in person one week before graduation. Changed their mind. Uh, and so we're not going to get to be there in person, but it doesn't change the good news, right? It doesn't change the fact that she's worked hard and she's motivated and she's graduating. And it's kind of a choice that we have, especially this year. We can look at all of the bad news. We can stay focused on the bad news and miss the fact that there's some really, really good news. There's some things worth celebrating. And yes, sometimes you have to go, you know what, that's bad news. But really, I can't control that. Like, I don't have any control over decisions that are made in a whole bunch of places. I don't have any control over all the things that are happening in the world. What I can control is focusing on the good news. We, we need good news right now, don't we? And that, that's why we're doing this whole series um, on the bright side. Because we need good news. Now, I, I, I'm not sure you're with me yet. So here's what I ask you to do. And I know we're kind of grouped according to friends and families. But, but here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you like 60 seconds. And I want you to tell the people sitting next to you, some good news, like really good news, not, not a backhanded jab. Like I know some of you fought on the way to church. This is not the moment to get even there. This is really good news. Come up with some. I'm stalling so that you have time to think about it. I want you to tell the people next to you a piece of really good news from your life. If you're watching online, whoever you're watching it with, some good news. If you're by yourself, tell yourself. Sometimes we have to tell ourselves good news so that we believe good news. All right, you ready? And go. Tell the people sitting next to you good news. All right, and stop. I know you can only hear the people around you talking, the people were talking in your group. All of that noise, all of that noise was good news. We have good news to celebrate this time of year. We, we like good news. We need good news. Sometimes we make up days to remind us of good news, um, like Feel Good Fridays, right? Feel Good Fridays, what's happening that's good, or Thankful Thursdays, or Terrific Tuesdays. We come up with these catchy ways to remind ourselves, hey, come up with some good news today. Think about some good news today. I don't think anybody's come up with that for Monday yet, right? Mondays are hard. I'll grant you that. Mondays are difficult for good news. 
But we have all of these other days where we try to come up with ways to remind ourselves of what's good. Uh, some of you in November, you participated in like the daily gratitude thing. And so every day you posted something that you were thankful for. We have all of those gimmicks, which are great gimmicks, to remind ourselves to speak good news, to focus on good news, to see good news. Uh, radio stations, uh, television stations, they often come up with segments that they have throughout the week where they try to focus on a positive story because we all know there's plenty of negative stories to focus on. And that's mostly what the news covers. But they have these little segments throughout the week where they say, hey, we're going to tell you a feel-good story. We're going to tell you a really good story about our community, about a person, about something that's happening. It's not all bad news. There's good news. And like I said, sometimes we have to kind of look through the bad news so that we see and focus on the good news. Uh, another family story, also about my oldest daughter. Last Sunday night, um, by Sunday night, I'm kind of spent. I'm kind of ready to wrap things up on Sunday nights. About 9 o'clock, I'm in bed watching football, uh, Sunday night football, and my phone rings, and it's Callie. It's, it's my oldest daughter, and as soon as she starts talking, I can tell she's in a panic. And so parents, you know, first thing you think is we've been in a car accident, something's happened. And so what happened is uh, she was at my mom's house and heard a pipe bust upstairs, and water began to pour through the walls, through the downstairs ceiling, flooding the downstairs, and she's calling me wanting to know what to do. So I talk her through getting to the road and turning the water off. Uh, nobody wants busted pipes right before Christmas, right? That's bad news. You know what the good news is? And what I tried to tell her and tried to tell my mom is you were home. This thing didn't run for four, five, six hours. It didn't ruin the whole house. We caught it right after it started. Sometimes you have to find good news even, what's, even in what seems like bad news. If you remember back at the beginning of the pandemic, back, back when uh, everything was shut down and we were all trying to stay in our houses, John Krasinski uh, of the Office fame and Jack Ryan fame and A Quiet Place fame and a whole bunch of other fame, uh, John Krasinski started this online show called Some Good News. That's what he called it, SGN, Some Good News. And it became one of the most popular YouTube shows of 2020. And it was basically that. It was some good news. In the middle of a really difficult time that we had never experienced before, Krasinski presented all of these great stories, all of these heartwarming stories, all of these inspiring stories. And, and, and I think it would have been popular any time that he did this because it's Krasinski and he's talented and, and he's funny and, and people tend to like him. It would have been wildly popular whenever he aired this particular show. But there was something about it airing in the middle of what we were going through that made it especially popular, that made it especially needed. Uh, people gravitated to this show because so much was uncertain. So, so much was hard to predict. So much was heavy and difficult and dark. And, and Krasinski comes on and says, look, there's all of this good news out there if you're willing to look for it. 
Here's a thought. The bad news helps us often see the magnitude of the good news. The bad news often helps us see the magnitude of the good news. When there's that contrast of really bad news and really good news, it it almost makes the good news seem better because we're, we're kind of desperate for good news. We're wanting good. We need good news. Um, we sometimes say, when we're going through difficult times, we'll sometimes say something like, you know, we're just clinging to the good news. We're just hanging on to the good news. Whenever we get good news, we're just really hanging on to that. And what, what we mean is, during difficult, dark times, we look for things to encourage us. We look for things to inspire us. There is a, there is a richness and a, and a beauty and, and a glory, if you will, to good news when it comes in the middle of mostly hard news, mostly difficult news. Right? We're aware of the bad news. And, and something about good news that becomes this beacon, this light, this bright spot. This Christmas, we need good news. We, we need helpful news. And, and I know there are people that always tend to see the worst. Like in any circumstance, they can find what's wrong or they can critique or they can be critical. I guess what I'm saying to you this Christmas maybe is don't be that person. Don't, don't be that person. There's plenty of bad news. There's, there's plenty, of, plenty of criticism. There's plenty of darkness. There's plenty of defeat. What if you and I become good news people? What if we just decide, at least for Christmas, we're going to be good news people? Because Christmas is about good news. If there's ever a time of year that we should be good news people, it's this time of year. And specifically, it's about good news that came in the middle of bad news. Here's a story, and Zach referenced some of it just a minute ago. This is from Luke chapter 2. Beginning in verse 8, when the angels appear to the shepherds, uh, Luke writes it this way, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Now, in, in English, good news is two words. In Greek, good news is one word. I'm going to put the Greek word up here. It's the word euangelion. Euangelion. Good news or good story or good tidings. The angel shows up to a bunch of shepherds that night and says, I bring you a really good story. Like You're going to want to listen to this. I bring you really Good news, euangelion, I bring you 
good news. Now, now what's interesting is other places in the Bible, that word euangelion is translated gospel. The gospel, the good news. And we don't always use the word gospel in that sense. Sometimes we say, I'm telling you the gospel truth, right? It's a way of emphasizing. I'm telling you the whole truth. I'm telling you the real truth. But the word euangelion translated gospel is good news. I'm bringing you the good news about what is happening in the world. The gospel, the story of Jesus, is good news. Like, of all people, why wouldn't we be good news people when God has given us good news of Jesus? Now, the angel tells this good story, he tells this good news in the context of some really bad news, really bad news news. There's the immediate bad news. Uh, The immediate bad news is that all of Israel is under the rule of Rome, and they don't like it. It's harsh, and it's oppressive. They're foreign rulers. They don't respect their culture. They don't respect their religion. Israel is existing under this oppressive Rule. The leader at the time over that part of the world is a guy named Herod. We, we've probably talked about Herod before. He, he was ruthless and psychotic and a bit of a sociopath and unpredictable and cruel. The, this was the leader. Really bad news. And then to add to the bad news, Caesar Augustus, Uh, That was his title. His his name was Octavian, if you look him up in history. Octavian was Julius Caesar's nephew. He's ruling as Caesar Augustus at the time over Rome. And he decides, we're going to have a census. like The whole Roman world, everybody is going to be counted. And it wasn't like 2020. Hopefully all of us, we filled out our 2020 census online. We sent it in. We didn't have to leave our house. We took care of it. That's not the way it was in the first century. Obviously, everyone had to go to their hometown to register. Everyone had to go to their hometown to be counted. This is how Luke tells it at the beginning of Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. The bad news, everybody's life is interrupted in this moment. Everybody's plans are scrapped because now you got to obey the, the king, and you've got to go to your hometown. And you had to go on foot or a donkey or a horse or a cart that was pulled by a donkey. Or a horse. And if you were pregnant like Mary was, this was really bad news. See, the story of good news comes in the middle of a whole lot of bad news. Mary and Joseph, you know the story. They travel to Bethlehem. They try to find a place to stay for someone who's nine months pregnant and they can't find a place. There's no room in the inn. There's lots of bad news. Lots of bad news When good news came. But the bad news wasn't just about that night. There was was the, the general bad news of the first century, but there was a cosmic bad news that the angel was speaking to. There was an eternal, spiritual bad news that the angel was speaking about. The angel said, 
Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. A Savior has been born to you. Now, the implication of a Savior has its own bad news, right? Because the implication is, if there's a Savior, then we have something that we need to be saved from. It's a good news, bad news moment. The good news is there's a Savior. The bad news is we needed saving. We needed rescuing for something. The only way a Savior is good news is if we needed saving. For example, if I announce to all of you that I, Ken Sermons, your pastor, I will save all of you from the impending alien invasion, that would probably not be heard as good news, right? You might question my mental capacity if I made that announcement. You might suggest medication. You might think I need some time off. Maybe I've been under a little too much stress. See, it only becomes good news if there's actual the threat of bad news. You would not hear that announcement as good news because there's no threat of alien invasion that you know of, right? You don't know of an alien invasion, do you? No, there's no threat of that. And therefore, being rescued from something that isn't threatening isn't good news. Today, a Savior is born because we needed to be saved from something. We needed to be rescued from something. The Bible tells us what we needed to be rescued from all throughout its contents. Let me give you some examples. Isaiah chapter 59. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you so that He will not hear. Bad news. Our sin has separated us from God. We need rescuing. We need to be saved. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin, what you deserve because of disobedience to God. For the wages of sin is death. Here's all of this context of bad news that the Christmas story speaks into. The context of bad news. You've sinned against a holy God that created you. You're separated from that God and deserving of His punishment, deserving of death, deserving of eternal separation from Him. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. There's the bad news. Death has come to all of us. All of us have sinned against God from the very first humans. And then every human since has moved away from God, has resisted God, has denied God's rule over their life, gone their own way, made their own choices. The bad news of Christmas is that you and I are separated from the God that made us and And you have to understand the bad news before the good news can be good news. Because into that bad news, an angel stepped one night and said, Now that you know the bad news, 
Let me tell you the good news. Now, now that you know that you were separated from God, I got some really good news. Someone has stepped into the world. Just a few miles from here, the angel said to the to this, just a few miles from here, there's a Savior that has come to reunite you with the God that created you. This is good news. This is good news in the middle of bad news. And it's not just good news on a macro level. It's not just good news that makes a good story. The good news of Christmas is personal good news. It's your individual good news. It's my individual good news. It's good news for your life. It's good news for my life. Because you, you have individual sins, just like I have individual sins. Like your, your list is different from my list. But the scriptures are clear. We all have a list. We all stood in need of grace and forgiveness and peace. We were headed on a path of eternal separation from God until there was good news. Until God, in human form, stepped into the world in the form of a baby to be our Savior, to be our rescuer, to take our sins, to provide for our forgiveness. Christmas is about good news in the middle of really bad news. And so the question, the most important question you and I will ever answer is this one. Have I recognized the bad news and received the good news? Have I recognized the bad news and received the good news? Again, the good news doesn't become good until I see the bad news. Have I recognized the bad news that I'm separated from God, that I'm in need of His forgiveness? That I've earned the judgment of God on my life, eternal separation from God on my life. Have I recognized clearly the bad news? But then have I listened to the angel that said, look, i got a good story to tell you because somebody came to take the bad news away. Somebody came to rescue you from the bad news. Paul said it this way. 1 Corinthians 15, by this gospel, good news, by this good news, you're saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day. According to the scriptures. You see, the angel steps and gives the first part of the good news. A Savior has been born, and Paul comes along later and says, Let me tell you the rest of the good news. This baby became a man who laid his life down for you, rose again after three days, and offers salvation to you. That's the, that's the good news. That we were lost in sin, that we were separated from God, that we were facing his judgment, and Christ came. That's good news. But because that's such good news, you and I should be good news tellers. We should tell good stories. 
because of the good news that has impacted our life. I, I mentioned euangelion. Uh, it means gospel. It's another word. It's related, euangelizo. It sounds very similar. It comes from the same word. Euangelion means the gospel. Euangelizo means to tell the gospel. We get our word evangelism from that word. Now, gospel and evangelism don't sound the same in English, but in Greek they do. Euangelion, the good news. Euangelizo, be a good news teller. You tell a good story of what Jesus has done in your life. You be an example of a good story. You reflect the good story of Christmas. Tell the good story. So our, our lives at, at Christmas and, and all year long, if we, if we have received the good story, then, then our life should be expressing a good story. We should be pointing people to this good story that saved us out of the bad news. What story is your life telling right now? What, what story do your words tell? on a consistent basis? What story does your interaction with other people tell? Is it a good story? Is it the good story? It should be. I, I, I want to ask you today as, as we get ready to close, have you received this good story for yourself? you, as we said a minute ago, have you recognized the bad news? That you've sinned just like we've all sinned. You've walked away from God just like we all walked away from God. You needed someone to bring you back into relationship with God. Have you accepted that there's bad news and then received that Jesus is the good news? Jesus is the good story. The Bible tells us that coming into relationship with God is putting our faith fully in the good story of Jesus putting our trust, putting our hope only in the child who came to Bethlehem, became a man and laid his life down and rose again to take our sin away, to take our punishment. Has that ever happened for you? In this Christmas, has there been that moment some, at some point in your life where you just trusted everything to Jesus? You wanted the good story. You wanted the good news in your life. And if not, today's the day to do that. Today's the day to give your life over to Jesus. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes with me? Can each of us just answer that question? Was there a time in my life when I recognized the bad news of my sin and received the good news of Jesus. If there has been, then you above all other people should rejoice at Christmas. You above all other people should be filled with joy and good news, living out a good story because your sins have been forgiven. If not, or if there was not a time in your life where you surrendered everything over to Jesus, this is the best day to do it. Right now, invite Christ into your life.
confess that you've sinned like we've all sinned and put your faith, put your hope, put your trust in the Savior who is Jesus. God, thank you for telling us good news. In a world full of bad news, the story of Jesus shines like a light in the darkness. And we can be saved. We can be rescued. We can be forgiven. I pray that every person here knows that experience, that they've experienced the good story of Jesus in their life, and they're living out the good story of Jesus every day. If someone hasn't, give them the boldness to invite you into their life today. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.